0: Welcome, dear readers, to Cover My Ass, where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly. My name is Kaki. Hi, and I am Kay. And remember, we only judge books by their covers. I almost got it right. We find ourselves here today in your, in your library. You've invited us into your vast, vast collection of books. and Ten meters of shelves and like f- eight high. Yes. All, co- all completely covered with uh, my collection of, uh, well, mostly fiction, fantasy, science fiction. Uh, there's, there's a few bookworms here. Uh, oh, should we, should we be worried about worm sign? Well, only the forty-five caliber ones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they go really fast. Occasionally you hear a crap and you'll think it's gunshot. But now it's actually one of those worms that is accelerating themselves through a uh, whole stack of books, and it's like it's, it's terrible. Awesome. I, I hope that the readers at home feel as uh, as comfortable and safe as I do now as well. Right. So the, the, today's book is called Aliens from Space, written by David Osborne. I now, was immediately captivated by this title. Yes. Now, now don't confuse him with the, the book by the same title, Aliens from Space, by Donald E. Kehoe, who's was from the National Investigations Committee for Aerial Phenomena. It's, it's got a lovely cover. I'm not sure who the who, the cover, who did the cover art, but it's it's quite, quite indicative it's probably, of the It's probably uh, Wutherington Lancelot again. Really? Uh, you, you have you'd, a better eye for that You'd be I surprised how, how many of all the book covers he did. Okay. Uh, and by the way, our readers at home, if you'd like to uh, look along on your podcasting device, you should should hopefully be seeing the cover now. And if not, you can look in the show notes where I've put a link and an image. The title is a bit of a giveaway. It's like there's very little mystery when it comes to what this book is about. It's very much a product of its time. Mm. So there it was like a lot of optimism 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 about spaceflight, how it was developing. At the time that this book was written, which was around the time of the uh, the lunar landings, Mm The first manned mechanized flight was just as far in the past as the lunar landings are for us now. The, everything was going so fast and everything was like we can do this. There was a can do thing and unfortunately rocket equations caught up with them and uh, the tyranny of rocket equations. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes, such a shame that things didn't keep progressing at that same pace. Yes, and that democracy of rocket equation never never took hold. No. no that, that would've that, been that was beaten down brutally. Some sure. would say justly. Well, yeah. Some would say that it had it coming, that it was never going to be a stable rocket equation. Right, but, you know, Sir Isaac Newton is not a kind man when it comes to those kinds of things. Uh, he does not brook dissent, which is the foundation of, of democracy. A little bit like Edison in that regard. So, this book, it starts off describing the, th- the time. It's contemporary for the time that it was written, which was the... It's near future for the time that it was written. Of course, of course, uh, of course. So, it was like, there's, I think there's a moon base. Uh, they, they thought that the Apollo missions were only going to be the first step. They, they, they put the base in, and then, you know, Funding dried up when it turned out that lunar rigolith is not particularly kind to well, skin, really. Yes, uh, water. Uh, no, let's name some other things that don't do well on the moon dogs, yes, uh, potatoes, cheese. So, looking at this cover, we have a, a, a tweedy looking gentleman with brill creamed hair mm-hmm. uh, who seems to be explaining something to I, I want to say kind of a blue sloth man. Of course, there's the five fingered. Uh, aliens. Well, but five not... fingered, yes, and, and and a thumb, and a thumb. <laughs> so these are the three toga-clad Greco-Roman surfer dudes. They seem to be highly elongated. I think it's mostly the uh, creativity of the artist who's yes. see. To me, it actually kind of seems like he was probably given the wrong uh, measurements for the for the artwork and had to and had to elastically stretch it out. Photoshop was, after all, uh, an Apollo 2 invention in order to be able to simulate. Uh, the moon photos better than uh, yeah. uh, the actual results that came back from the moon, which were abysmal. It's a good thing that Young was actually a very good artist, and in the, in, the, in the regard that he could like direct that and uh, make sure that everything looked good after it was retouched. Is that because he crushed up and snorted all of those moon rocks? So, Don't uh, tell me that was never proven. There are rumors. That you've that you've is... <laughs> seen no. You've seen the press conference. You've seen him. <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> <I> mean, the, <laughs> there is the evidence of grunting the, of, like of, a of caveman. His credit card, which shows microscopic <laughs> yes. indentation. Which are consistent, very consistent with, with regular, regular Regal yes, and, it, <laughs> and the fact that his eyes turned purple and never changed back. Yes, well, that could be Frank Herbert syndrome. But rest his, rest his soul. Yeah. Yes, I'm inventing new headcanon where, in this world, unlike ours, uh, Frank Herbert Her- is, is dead. He's dead. But there's still Dune books coming out. It's just son writing them. And- <laughs> oh, that's right. No wonder he's also called Herbert. <laughs> yeah, funny that. Well, are there still are there still aliens from spaces books that is coming out? Well, not not since. The the one from the guy from the uh, NICAP. which is the non-invasive cultural a- cultural appropriation oh. panel wow now there's a that's a paradox right there very good very good top marks 10 points for would you be Gryffindor? Would you really be Gryffindor? No, I'd be Hufflepuff. Uh, you'd have that in common with this gentleman here, with a cream, by oh, the way. Oh, absolutely. Definitely a Hufflepuff, definitely. Now, Brill cream is not my thing, because I, I like to take my showers in the morning, and if I were br- Brill cream, then my, my, I'd have to change my pillowcase every night. Which is a shame, because it does lovely things for your hair. Is that perhaps why this gentleman w- w- wanted to go into space? The absence of gravity meant, meant that he would be able to sleep with his hair perfectly quaffed and greased. I mean, personally, for space, I would go with a buzz cut. So these Greco-Romans dudes uh, up here, who certainly seem to have buzz cuts. They must be far more advanced than the, the human space program. Well, they're obviously... Uh, they've been traveling a long time to uh, get to Earth. Also, the guy on the right doesn't seem to have an elbow. They uh, all seem to... Yeah, <laughs> they all just they all just have wobbly... Well, that is a consequence of prolonged exposure to uh, uh, zero-gravity environments. T-boning, yes. T-boning? T-boning. Let's go with well, T-boning. You know, well, What's you know, t-boning? you know how your bones kind of migrate out of the skin when you're in space? Mm-hmm. Out of the skin? Yeah, it's going kind of wander out. The, your bones wander out? Yeah, you can kind of push them back. Good Lord, I've never gone to space. That's given me, you know, since... The thing. Don't limit me! Okay, well maybe I will go to space. Maybe I will uh, start t boning myself uh, even more than I currently do. I'm particularly interested in the uh, the titular aliens because these Greco-Romans dudes, like I think we're supposed to believe that they're future humans because they've, uh, as you mentioned, they've they've figured out the uh, the buzz cut technology and mm-hmm. they've elongated and grown thin with uh, with exposure to uh, zero gravity. But this sloth lizard yes. kind of figure. Well, those are the ones that. You know, show up in the cornfield and, and cornhole, kindly, the... kindly kindly request to be taken to something with authority. Well, were they disappointed? And also, if you look at the at the cover again, um, the structure behind the th- the tall three tall aliens. Oh, that's a structure. Ah, it is. Oh, I thought it was a silly cloud, but no, no you're right. For the for the readers at home, uh, it certainly looks like the uh, uh, American uh, Congress building or the Vatican. Mm, Yeah, St. Peter. Or it it doesn't have certain... Basil fool for Christ—that's been painted white and—it uh, well, you know, was quite original, you know. It's like before they—they uh, they, they went with before they crushed the, the moon rocks and, uh, and snorted them. Yes. Well, that was the the ultimate goal of the space race once it was realized that the moon is awesome and before it was banned. Rightfully so. It's like you know the purple eyes. Justly eye, so, purple, some would the, say the purple eyes. The purple eyes, it, it, but the great painting. Andy Warhol, uh, Margaret Thatcher, uh, uh, you know, uh, Gorbachev. Except he painted. On his own face, which yes, is yes, still a masterpiece, still a masterpiece. It is. It's, it's it's very iconic. I mean, you can see this in like if you look at all the pictures of him uh, in the uh, in the older Soviet era. It's like mm-hmm. it, 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 it pale it's, face, it's pale face, and it's completely skin. Nice, smooth skin, smooth yeah, bald head. Exactly. only later when he comes when he rises to power and he gets his hand on Korolev's uh, uh, private stash. Oh yes, uh, so, I mean, yes. They, they, they knew each other well. Oh, uh, you we sure know a lot about this stuff. I like space stuff. So did David Osborne. He did. Apparently. He did. did. Although I was surprised that Given that the, the the first manned missions were were literally around the corner, that he had so little concept of the actual science of space travel. This cover, while it takes many artistic liberties, there is no mention of a helmet. There is no mention of uh, so much as a rocket. He uses no, a, a, no, a plane no to get up there. Space planes, you know. Space planes, yes. But the implication is not that space travel has been held back by limitations of technology. According to David Osborne, it's been held back by a lack of commitment, by a lack of willingness to stop stock enough snacks to actually make the journey up because it's so boring. You no, know, well, that that might have been what what held back the lunar base. Yes, because f- you get up there food. and uh, you've got, uh, what, what what were the options that you had? Squash. yeah, Endless, endless squash courts. Squ- oh, s- squash. Oh, well, sport. Sorry, I thought you were talking about squash. Oh, I was as talking as about the entertainment go- the, but yes, squash no, which soup. famously grows very well pumpkin, in the in the lunar wiggle You know, uh, you can't get one. Can, uh, despite plenty of squash on one side but no pumpkin spice lattes. An absolute nightmare and every day you can just look out of your uh, your lunar dome up at Earth where you know that... It's, it's almost like Earth is a big pumpkin and you can't Okay, have, have you been crushing moon rocks again? I cannot confirm nor deny that. <laughs> okay, no, good. Gotcha, you, gotcha. You. Never, never does this gentleman encounter moon rocks nor is he ever given a name which I suppose is okay when the book is about aliens from space and there is one human. Why would he need a name? It's also written in first person. That's yes, right. He's I've... never addressed... It's, Nor it's, does it's he typical, ever introduce himself. It's a typical everyman type thing that the, the the reader is clearly meant to identify with being the main character, with being the the suit clad, brill cream, uh, I mean, for, for the white male populace of the '60s who bought these kind of books. Explaining this was absolutely disinterested. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, the, the whole hands forward would be like pushing the door shut. But he's not he's not got his foot forward. He's not trying to keep the door open. Well, so that's there, why I'm isn't, there isn't a door in space. Space is based entirely on mime. Uh, you see the two figures in the in the, in the background here. Oh, yeah. like, they're miming a karaoke bar which does not exist nor are they able to sing in the absence of, uh, of air. Uh, oh, hello, Miss Shouty Pants. Mm, yes, we're doing a podcast here. This is my uh, little librarian. <laughs> she loves sleeping among the books. She goes uh, hunting for, for bookworms. The, the loud cracks from the forty-five caliber bookworms don't scare her because she's deaf. So. Because the she, spice must flow. It doesn't bother her. Oh, um, not the spice. What should it be? The ink must flow. <laughs> I will let it pass over me and through me. And only ink stains will remain oh that's a no that would have been better i should have started with that one. Oh, the ink of safu gives the thought speeds it gives the lips stain the stain becomes a the warning it is fine gives a finger stain it gives a finger stain oh you're so much better at this if only if only frank herbert hadn't hadn't snorted all that moon dust hadn't snorted all that that crushed up moon dust seriously i mean we're probably going to edit this out you don't you don't have any do you moon dust I think I did very well, and I deserve maybe just a little lump of Lu- lunar regolith. Rig- Lu- oh, regolith. Rig- rig- oh, I'll, got I'll, I'll got crush up another nodule. Yeah. Why not? And in the meantime, we're going to take a little uh, take a little break to refresh our noses, and uh, uh, we'll be right back. And powder our noses, yes. So the story opens with uh, a bit of a twist, because of course we expect the aliens to come from space, and not for our hero to go and visit space and, uh, and to be himself the alien that is described. Right. I assume that the, uh, the the hands up alien on the front page is Zorglab. Yes, it's it's both a greeting, because it, it is explained the Zorglabian. His name is Zorglab. They're not called Zorglabians. That's that. That's what our. Oh, our mean. no! Char- of course you right. Of things, course you're completely right. It's, it's the whole. What's that mountain? We're problem? not doing it's improv. Your, it's your finger. You don't, uh, follow along with somebody else's desperate imaginations. No, we're not doing that. Uh, this is a this is a serious review podcast where we're reviewing an actual book. And I was I was just making a little joke uh, because it is his particular. If we're going to be like that, it is his particular sign language because it is explained that these aliens, whose name is never mentioned, all have their own uh, particular idiom, and that makes their communication. Very difficult because they, they have. have to uh, teach one another using sign language, as Zorglamp here is trying to do to the protagonist, who is never named on account of it being a, a first person. That was also right. a really weird choice to have the stranger in a strange land, to have the foreign invader essentially be the viewpoint character. Right, but it does give you it does give Literary you the opportunity genius. To, to have to like experience it from from the reactions of others because he thinks that he's doing a great job. Exactly. He thinks that he's like really getting he's being post. kind and gregarious. It Comes out of a word, very aggressive, very aggressive, and also erotic. There is an undercurrent of of sexual tension. Well, less with with Zorglab, but with his second clutchmate, mate, Ixky, seen in the background arguing I, I with uh, an, an ex lover of theirs. He argue, I thought it was a mating dance. Ixclay is is what did I say? Ixclay is, is is described as being very hard to read, even for uh, for those who grew up with uh, uh, with him. Her the the gender changes then. over the course oh, of the, yes. uh, the well. story. Like it very by day, it varies by by circumstance, time of day, or since they're like cold blooded, it could be a temperature related thing. Oh, it could we, be a biological de- thing, de- de- depending, de- depending of course, on. With- there really was a lot in this book that I didn't get out of the out of the first reading. No, no, no. Well, there's there's a lot. I mean, I, I, I must admit I did did like, do a little bit of research on this. Um, you know, the, the the Mohawk aliens have been like watching the thing from uh, from afar as is as very. Uh, now, that was a very familiar trope at the time. There's, there's so many uh, uh, episodes of the original Star Trek, uh, even Battlestar. Galactica where there are, are aloof godlike aliens usually presented in greco-roman style contributing very little and yet somehow they're they they're vastly powerful malevolently judging with jaundiced eyes well yes oh I should write that down uh, their eyes of course here are, are, are not jaundiced but they do have an awful lot of fingers now that's something that doesn't really come back in the book so that has to be uh, I, think uh, it's arti- I think it's artistic. artistic uh, license uh, yes honestly do you think the entire greco-roman aliens are artistic because they barely figure in the in the in in the book Oh, and well, they're they're, they're present. They they have like you know they're always in, but they're always in the background of of scenes that are populated with so many more interesting aliens. Uh, uh, pardon yes. me, inhabitants of space. Because again, we are supposed to be the aliens, not just uh, uh, this this unnamed human man, but we as the reader who is joining along with him as well. Mm. There are the, the giraffe women, and there are the uh, the tentacle clouds, and there are the digital manifestations of a, of a now extinct but still electronically remembered species, and. There are the co-hosts staring blankly at their, at their partners who are desperately asking for some support in this endless list. They were my favorite, by the way. I loved, I loved the mute, gaping aliens, the, the fish out of water, highly encouraging, and yet contributing Having nothing. Having no to idea the, what, they're ta- what they're talking nothing about. Nothing at all. No, okay. uh, I'm going to take aliens. a drink of water. A very long drink of water. Can you tell us more about me the? Me can right. you tell me more about the second portion of the book? Because that was my favourite. Here I go. Time for a drink of water. <laughs> okay, so um, the second Ooh. half of the book is where it really takes off with story. the story. The mood becomes aggressive. It's the whole Italian uh, talking with the hands thing is really not going down very well, and it causes a lot of. How shall we say misunderstanding? Certainly, is- because it's so hard to describe hand gestures in uh, in a textual medium, and I don't think David Osborne tries very hard. No, he he does a lot of "person X" ex- instead of "says," which is uh, in, yes. writing is almost a, a a non-word. You read over, you you gloss over it. Instead of that, he consistently uses gestures. And he slips up. The editor slipped up a few times. You can tell that, like a few times. It's, uh, he, still, at one point, says. someone festers, and at one point, someone bicycles. Like this is the editor really ought to be. Uh, it was the 60s. Was... Have their lunar regolith restricted. It, wasn't, it was the 60s. the 60s. It was a different age. <laughs> like, people weren't reading books. Like, it didn't really matter. True. They were buying them. In vast uh, quantities, but mostly on account of the under the cover. Hence the fact that Wutherington Lancelot is now a, is, is one of the richest artists in the world. Yes, uh, despite having lost two fingers, he's still well. He still has twelve. Oh, is this perhaps a self-portrait? Mm, ooh, this is a good point. It might like be. like uh, Vincent like van Gogh putting himself in the background of a painting with with some of his ex- extra. He did have elbows though. Oh, okay. No, that but does still, undermine uh, that be, does undermine my maybe, theory. Maybe maybe it's maybe it's wishful thinking for him oh it's like oh do you think he had an elbow phobia a little bit of an mm-hmm. idealized self-portrait so I'm looking at the at the image now and I see that the uh, I see that Zorglob has has very pronounced bony elbows yes. I think you described this as, as t-boning where your your bones move out right. of your skin yes. as you're exposed to space there's there's, there's more well, of that well you can see it in the, the wrists, especially can you yeah you can see the a whole protrusions in the wrist. Oh, I thought those were like flipper spurs. Because he, he has be. kind of a, a, a duckish kind of... Right, but uh, they, would, they, they would grow out as well. Now, what if we're completely misunderstanding this image now that I'm looking at it this close again? So, I've been thinking that there was a stream of stars. Nah, lunar regolith, man. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that they're... Yes, do you think that they're smoking lunar, lunar soil? It's been tried. It's very difficult. The, the, the By flash. who? The flash timber. Flash name tempu- someone. The left flash temperature is too name. Big. No, I challenge you. Name someone that we and the readers would know that D- obviously has been smoking lunar regolith. Don't make me go and get my student rig. Okay, now I kind of want you to go and get your student rig. It doesn't work. Crushing and snorting is the okay. Way to go. I believe you. Yeah. I and mean, <laughs> the problem is, you, you can flash heat it uh-huh. and it'll evaporate, but it'll it, it's going to either scorch your nostril hairs or you cool it down again, nah, and, then, and it just coalesces the- on the side of the tube, and then it's, it's not. But in either case, it's not going to deliver the same kind of contact buzz that you like. Because it just tickles the brain in a way that uh, regular old... You can can pound a little bit of the Pyrenees, but it's not really going to do the same thing. Sorry, for a second I thought you meant Pekingese. No, you can do that as well, but that's more. So- no, you can't. No, you 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 really can't because the the pekinese will put up a fight, uh, yes. and because of various other reasons that's a, that's that are much more king. important. But and again, that's kind of pound me. There we right, go. Sorry. Wait, you didn't get that this whole time? No, I did not. Oh you sweet innocent <laughs> p- flower. Oh no, I've broken something beautiful. I've stained something so pure and and in innocent. Almost like Ixki. that's what I called Ixky. him. That's, the, the that's what he was called in the in the book. Yeah. Xki. Zorglan Zorglap. Zorg yes. 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 <laughs> <You're trying. laughs> so my favorite scene was the concert during the meteor shower. That was st- Spectacular! The fact that our protagonist spent most of it uh, paralyzed and being carried around, sort of like he was he was crowd surfing, which hadn't been invented yet by by Seattle uh, in the in the in the 1950s, it was sensational. Now, unfortunately, he was facing down, but it, he did get to see all the cool aliens and their various genitals, and, and he didn't the get feet. to see that. But, and the feet, which is where some people keep their genitals. It's also the whole The writer sure does love feet, and the whole thing with the, with the, with the concert is like the meteor shower. It was set up weeks in advance. Yeah, that then, that was... and that's what caused the urgency in the uh in the scene. Because they had to like make sure that everything happened right on time. Because once those meteors were set on a the course uh, yes. and that they was, were going. That was and planned. It was like a billion years ago, uh, one point two six five billion years ago. Then it has to happen then, and it's like the performance of a lifetime, and you can only yeah. hit your mark. There's no do overs. The, to the hit band were also professionals, and I think a lot of that was was cafe. A lot of that was, you know, is Santa going to make it on time? Yeah, of course he's going to okay, make it on time, does. but like he's gonna he's gonna make you sweat. He's gonna make you sweat a little bit so that when it does happen, oh, I, I always try to avoid thinking in the ma- in, in like oh this this character has plot armor, therefore I don't. Have to worry about. It. I mean, they were basically Gem and the holograms for the cartoon it was even a glimmer in anyone's imagination. Well, you know, the whole crime-fighting musicians. It's uh, crime-fighting musicians with the with the flowing hair and the holographic technology. Also, a, a technological innovation and, from a science and and fiction writer. And the asteroids. Personally, I think it was part of the uh, the war threat, which was in the background. That had just been basically been set up as yeah, a long, the, as a long-term assault. You know, kind of like oh. a doomsday, kind of like a doomsday. If everything else fails, at least we'll wipe them out with a meteor stretch. Shower, which was like subtly averted, of course, and turned into the into the beautiful display that it uh, right, it right. Because in the meantime, you had billions of year, uh, one point two six five billion years of, of biological evolution, where, yeah. among other things, Zorglabs people lost the use of their. I mean, we've been describing them as hands; they're four feet essentially, but they do have four feet because. Boy, howdy, does David Osborne love feet. So these, these aliens with all those feet... I mean, with that perspective, probably the uh, the greco Roman aliens, they must be extra villainous to his eyes because they, like, their feet are... And they, eh, the and, and they have the five fingers. And, and they have the five fingers and Their and feet a are a bit, like, under undershapen, but mm. I guess it, it, it alludes to the mechanisms of power. Mm. They're always un- being underhanded, <laughs> underfooted. Oh, <laughs> Not underhanded, but underfooted, but underfooted, but underhanded. Well, do you think, then, the protagonist would maybe uh, an avatar for David Osborne talking oh. with his hands so much perhaps out of disgust with these appendages wishing that he could have some extra feet. Mm, possible although it would it would make it very hard to do the, the, the sign language type thing. Yeah, Zorglab can do it. Ixley can do it. True, Jeff true, true, can... True. Well, Jeff's not, not quite as, as good about it. He's much more combative and much more likely to assume that other people want to fight him. It, it, it never happens. So it's like... There's always... Yes, it, very... there's, the, there's the brawl during the concert that is definitely Jeff. That has Jeff written all over it. Okay, yes, I agree. It's not, I mean, he's not mentioned. By name, you've got Ixley uh, frowning and, and, and looking away in, in shame and embarrassment and, and Zorglab trying to what? distract every... One by rousing everyone to the to, right. to repeat and the chorus again. It's entirely taboo to be doing that kind of things with your hands and feet. I mean, it's touching like, anything with your hand feet? It only happens in intimate situations normally. And yeah, uh, again, faces can, are made for licking. I guess that's guess you, you can say fighting, catchphrase. Is as, uh, fighting is about as intimate as you can get. You know, that actually reminds me, Zorglab's catchphrase throughout, faces are made for licking. Do you see, if you zoom in on the image, do you see his little tongue sort of flicking out? It, it, it does, it does. He's, like, he, he's clearly holding back the urge to Maybe slobber. Maybe it's the other way. Around. Maybe it's our, our hero who's uh, our protagonist who's who's politely hand-waving, no 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 no, that's fine. Whereas what we see at first here as Zorglobs uh pushing away Jester is actually more of a I mean they're feet, can, more of a yeah, come slither. Uh, <laughs> uh but you like that one. But wow, what a what a realization. There's yeah. a there's a there's a lot more depth and and personal exploration. I mean, I, I, I appreciate that. I didn't think that there, there were any aspects of this. Book which I haven't considered yet, and yet here you are. Well, and here you. No, no, I agree. Like this is not, this is an entirely new angle. Maybe he was start trying to, to to sneak a sex scene in there. Wait, what do you think was the sex scene? The hands and the feet. Come on. In the... Oh, oh. Okay. Well, there again, there again, we differ in our in our perspective on that. Like that. That. I mean, it certainly it, it certainly was intimate, but I read that more as as them finally understanding one, each, one another and the tension between. Ixley and, and and Jeff was finally resolved so that he could uh, well, yeah. join Zorg Lab and, and our protagonist. I think it was much more sexual than you know it, than you realize when you read when, when uh, the first time the scene. Uh, I suppose I suppose he did have a cock out throughout because David Osborne had this scale of uh, tumescence that uh, he established in uh, in one of the appendices and then referenced throughout in footnotes. Yeah, to the appendix? What? Did he get all, up all the way to the appendix? I guess I took a wrong turn somewhere. Ooh. There, there's the so then, dissolve scene after the after the big finale, during which so much mention is made of our protagonist's swollen belly. I thought he had just gorged himself on various treats, but if this was a sex scene, could he have been pregnant? Uh, I suppose. I mean, generally, human hands and feet do not go there, so it it would have well worked. up to the appendix, you mean? Well, no, definitely not there. Uh, you say definitely. I've seen some videos. Uh, no, not no, true, but like. No, not true. (laughs) Hold on. I was making that up. Don't agree with something that is so horrifying that I regret I I, I, I said it as soon as it came out of my mouth. Anyway, I think it's left to the reader's desires, where where the reader's filthy little mind goes. In that case, where did yours go? sometimes a cigar is just a cigar, you know. And in the works of David Osborne? Sometimes a handshake is just a handshake. Unless one of the hands is a foot, in which case it is sex. No, you've you've convinced... uh, (laughs) Thank you for joining us on Cover my ass where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly i'm khaki i'm k and we only judge a book by its cover that's it well done good podcast good job